0: Hi, you're listening to Invest in You with Frederick Sanval and Shirley and Ivan, a platform to enrich entrepreneurs globally with the power of positivity and sharing. Well, our podcast name is Invest in You. Uh, what yeah. does like investing in yourself mean you. to you?
1: Um, good question. Tough one to start with.
0: Um, yeah.
1: I think it's really I think the sort of ability to think critically.
0: You know, don't
1: necessarily believe everything that you're being told uh, on social media, in schools, everything. I think it's almost like to question things and do your own research on anything. So I think it's like invest your own time into uh, researching topics that would benefit yourself. That's what I would say Investing in yourself is. I wouldn't necessarily, it means uh, monetary value. I wouldn't say it's going to spend 20, 30, 40,000 pounds on a mentor or a course. I think it's invest your time in the right ways or in ways that will benefit you whether it be immediately or if it means longer term in the future that's investing in yourself in my mind
2: yeah yeah good 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 point good point going back in history did you uh, do the traditional schooling or uh, did you uh, jump into entrepreneurship right away for people who have no, no idea were...
1: so i went to um a boarding school first yeah so my um, my, pet, my dad's in the army so i moved around a lot so i was born and lived in Germany, and then I went to school in North Wales. And then after that, I um, got my A-levels. I went to university, so I've got a degree, um, not very good. Um, I got a 2-2 in criminology. Yeah. And then I just started working in a call centre. And right. the back of that, then I realized that I didn't want to be working in a call centre for the next 20-30 years, really.
2: All right uh charlie has been interviewing quite a few uh number of people from all over the world he's also been working with some of them mm-hmm. uh, sitting in a call center for 20 25 years how does that sound to you Doesn't
0: sound super fun actually to be honest <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: all right uh, so uh from, from the call center then that you took uh, a different direction how did you make your
1: transition um, so well i quite like the money from sales i like yep. uh, the money that sales could bring. So I realized that having the ability to sell was uh, probably a better skill to have than, say, having a degree in criminology. And that could be anything, that could be selling yourself, selling a business idea, uh, a concept to your team. I think the ability to sell, no matter what it is, is such an important skill. It's an underrated skill, I think, by people that aren't in sales, because obviously you learn something like negotiation and stuff like that. I think it's a really important thing to learn um and then i was sort of hooked by the money so i didn't want to go and chase the career that was maybe traditional in terms of become a criminologist or become a policeman or become a yeah. fireman i wanted to do something where how good you were at selling or your ability to your skills were rewarded and sales is probably the best example of this if you're good at selling and you can sell more of the product than the people around you you will be rewarded for that so i always wanted to be involved in sales and um I was working on the phones uh, for British Telecom BT and then an opportunity came up where I could go and work in one of their new, um, they franchised their business so it was a new startup and I went there because I thought I'd learn a lot about business and uh, for two years I worked at BT um, in a brand new business there and I saw how they built the teams and I saw how they developed the teams and then I left that job to go to a brand new startup um, as the first employee and I learned so much about business in those four years watching other people um, grow, scale, and um, franchise a business. So I knew then, after doing those six years of working in startups, I thought I could probably do this myself. Yeah, And then yeah. I went and started my own business. So I did six years' worth of work in startups before I settled my first business.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's taking uh, the word from uh, also the guy who funded, uh, lost the word now, but uh, China uh, lost his name now huge Alibaba. so he said basically everyone like get into a job don't go straight to entrepreneurship but i think that's an interesting way where you can have the live learning paid for and then apply it so yeah
1: i'd say i learned more in that environment um about business than i could have ever learned at university doing a business course or at true. school doing a business course. yeah and then it me up because really i was seeing what did work and what didn't work or what I think I would do differently if it was my decision and I tr- tried to take the best bits even out of a bad situation because obviously it was essentially it was someone else's pain to make those mistakes. Yeah, I was just to witness it. So yeah. I tried to take the, the good things and the bad things and learn from them and then when I was going to do my own business try and implement as many as the good things as well where um, you can make more calculated risks if you've experienced it first.
2: Yeah, I think yeah. people
1: are maybe um, too eager to become an entrepreneur or set up their own business now, and they've not done the groundwork. But I think that's um, indicative of the generation today. Everything's quick. Like everyone wants everything quicker than they should get it. Now but I think you kind of need to earn it and and then move into it.
2: Yeah, I, I like instant gratification.
1: It's nice. Please, right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But obviously, I always I always say this thing: if it, if it comes quickly, it can go quickly. If you've done exactly. something and you reward it very quickly, it's obvious. Often, not always. Obviously, there's exceptions to this, but essentially, it can be taken away from the business. So. Yeah, I
2: agree. Mm, not really. Frankly. All right. Yeah, yes. Should be with questions whenever we got one. Right. So, uh, moving on to today. The the last I can't remember when you popped up on my radar, uh, and I can't even remember why either. Uh, probably a high number of mutual connections, probably in the first place. So, I'm quite sure the first time I saw you was most likely on LinkedIn. Which I use quite a lot for business. I really like that as a tool. Uh, you have made a transition away from having your own business into building a slightly different brand. Uh, for people who have no idea who Mike Winnet is today, what are you up to nowadays?
1: Uh, so I am, um, suppose I'm looking behind the curtain of this sort of social media entrepreneur type guru yeah. that's selling get rich quick schemes to people. So I have. I've uh, been to lots of their events, I've signed up to a lot of their courses, and I've invested um, 500,000 uh, pounds of my own money into their different passive income streams. Yep. And then I am recording and reviewing uh, my results and putting them out on YouTube so other people can see firsthand from a completely neutral point of view whether you can get rich quick by buying that Guru's um, discounted course. Yep. So there's stuff in affiliate marketing, crypto mining, stocks and shares, property, um, cryptocurrency. I'm trying to think what else we've done. now. I've got overseas property. We've got Amazon FBA. So all these adverts that you see on YouTube. Yes, exactly. With the, with, yeah, with the 23 year olds out on the front of a green Lamborghini saying that they work from the beach for one hour a week. I'm testing what they yeah. say and what they claim you can achieve, and seeing what my real results are. And yeah. um, it's gone quite well, really. It's, we've had, um, we've grown a YouTube channel. We had no one on, uh, no subscribers in January. We're now hundreds thousands. We've got another 17,000 followers on social media this year. So um, we've had interest from TV production companies wanting to turn it into a documentary to go on TV. So yeah, it's quite interesting. Um, it's just an expensive hobby.
2: Yeah, it's an expensive <laughs> hobby. It hobby, takes take time, costs a lot of money. So, have you seen any of these ads that uh, Mike's talking about? Yeah,
1: I, I know
0: exactly what he's talking yeah. about. And uh, I wonder, well, yeah, I've seen those. Basically. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I think. So
1: is, how, do, how do they make you feel? So when you see that, does that make you feel like. Uh, well,
0: I, you I don't. Be when dude? I see them, I don't really believe him necessarily i don't really because i know a lot of like for example ty lopez a lot of what he owns is he doesn't really own them for example but there are many different examples and i think usually my first response is that this will probably not work and me being quite skeptical
1: i think it's good to, it's good to be skeptical really especially when it's something like this if someone's trying to take money off you I think um, being sceptical and doing your research makes sense. I think too many people are eager to hand over money because they think they're going to be given a secret ingredient or a shortcut. Yeah. And that goes back to that instant gratification thing. Nothing worth having is given away to you so cheaply.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you have to put in some work yeah. into it for it to actually be successful.
2: Exactly, exactly. Yeah, no, I, I understand in quite a few of these programs which also cost quite a lot. But uh, truthfully, I would have done quite well also without them. But I did yeah. well with them, uh, but that's just because yeah. of the nature that I don't give up and just push through. Uh, so
1: if, if we would any of those strategies, it probably would have worked. Uh, well, I think I, I talk about it um, sometimes where I think there are people that will go on these courses and they will work, right? but I think yeah. they're in the minority. And those exactly. people probably would have been successful anyway. Yeah, exactly. I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah, because they have the right mindset, yeah. I guess. Yeah, and, and and also, and I also understand from, say, the entrepreneur's um, perspective, Yeah, he could, it's called plausible deniability. He could say, well, it's not worked for those 100 people because they've not followed it properly or they've not put the effort in. So I think it works both ways. I think sometimes they're marketed to be easier and more achievable than it is, because obviously yes. they do that so they get more people into the funnel. Yes, And equally, I think, people fail because they, a lot of people fail because they fail to recognize that any, that you need to put work in to be successful at anything. But because the marketing is going to be easy and they're looking for an easy route, they're probably not going to put the craft in. So while I do think some people, you know, should take responsibility and are to blame for their failings, yeah. I also think on the flip side, I think sometimes the marketing deliberately targets a vulnerable and desperate group of people and makes them believe something's going to be achievable or easier than it is so i think yeah, it's like I, I, bones, I completely agree with you uh, and also yeah. i've seen,
2: seen the inside of many of these uh, organizations as well it's it's frustrating i think that the hardest and best thing that any of these trainers including myself is to do to qualify really hard from the outset like yeah. are they even motivated to put in all the grind that's required Otherwise, no, uh, and that's one of my mistakes. with One of the projects I have done before, where uh, I wasn't qualifying hard enough. I had set up some rules for people, yeah. like minimum to enter. But then, yeah. when I was bending that for my own sake and for their sakes because they were very keen, it, it didn't turn out the well the way that I would have hoped to to be absent yeah. honest. It's tough though, as
1: well. It's tough though, because in a weird way, they should qualify themselves in and out anyway.
2: Yeah, you should yeah, you, have. You, you would hope so.
1: Yeah. <coughs> but people don't so if you go run into the back of the room to buy a course and it's discounted, yeah. whose responsibility is it to say, Can you afford this product? Like yeah, in theory, yeah. there should be someone there that says, you know, are you going into financial difficulty to pay for this course? Can you afford to do this? But inevitably, if they had enough money to pay for this course anyway out of their own money, they would they're probably better off investing it in their own business or using yeah, it to set up. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I I
2: do hate, hate, I many.
1: sorry. I was just saying there's so many grey areas and um, it, it it's hard to almost have a one-rule-fits-all. Like, you know, you could qualify somebody so well and, or you could qualify all your um, uh, sorry leads really, really hard, yeah. really well, and then you wouldn't make any money. Yeah. So you still want to make money and you still want to help people. It's, it's, it's a very hard, or it's a fine balance to yeah. get, get it exactly yeah. right. I
2: would say At the moment, pretty much everything we're doing is just put lots of content out for free, which means people can yeah. just act on that or not. It's very much up to them. Uh, so I'm not really selling any high-ticket things at all at the moment. Uh, Charlie, uh, what else brings me- uh, Just a uh, caveat here. I'd like to throw in a- that I really hate this run to the back of the room and sign up because it's- I mean, we-, we know the structure. I-, I hate that. I would never do that. I have no- never done sold in that way, and I don't plan to start to do it either. Uh, because
1: of how it's structured, it doesn't feel right to me. No, I agree. I think um, if you need to um, get everybody excited in a room and you've got people rushing to the back room to sign up, and with no cool off period, I think exactly if you need that tactic, necessarily the product isn't as good as you think it is. If you can't let people go away and think about it and think if it's right for them, then probably not got the best product in the world. <laughs>
2: I, I have somewhere in, in a drawer in, in, in my place in London uh, I should almost frame it I've been trying to to get uh, money back from that for uh, almost two years time and uh, I'll keep keep persevering
1: Who is it? What do you say?
2: No? Uh, it's uh, initials are uh, A and H it's linked to speaking it's something I really didn't need but uh, it's uh, yeah it teaches teach people how to speak so I thought fine I can do that just to see what he's got to say but I well, really I think speaking. I think that person's taught a lot of the uh, entrepreneurs their formula. Yeah, 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 I, absolutely. I kind of know who it is. <laughs> you know who. It is. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah, no, I, I absolutely think so as well. But uh, I, I had a second thought when I didn't want to learn how to run to the back of the room uh, or get people to do that uh, when I, I had cooled down. Right, Charlie. Um, any other things?
0: Yeah, <laughs> just maybe so. quick one quick
1: Sorry, I was going to say I was actually tempted to go and sign up to his course. By the yeah. way, yeah, I, I, and, I, and, I, and I did, and I did. Uh, yes, yeah, so I would see from the inside. Yeah, yeah, it's just, just purely to finish off the documentary. It yeah. would have been good to go to his course because yeah. he's really the godfather of it. So,
2: yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I still got a ticket for for three days, so you should you should use it in my name. Yeah, okay. <laughs> right, Charlie. um Go ahead.
0: Awesome, six. so um, <laughs> my first impression of you was actually from the book that is behind you right now. That was the first time I... Um, bestseller. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Awesome. So can, can you tell us a bit about that and uh, why you did it?
1: Uh, yes, so the book really was a bit of a joke. So I noticed online that everybody that was trying to sell you a course or position themselves with authority in a certain field
2: yep.
1: all said they were a bestseller now when i was younger growing up to be a bestseller was quite an achievement it was like oh wow there's so lots of books and it's a you know it's a worthwhile piece of work and it's very popular and looking at some of the way these people had constructed their social media profiles they could hardly string two words together so it made me think if they can hardly put a sentence together how can they write best-selling books yeah so i did a little bit of research and found sort of loopholes of how to get an amazon bestseller so i thought I could easily just tell people oh this is how they get a bestseller they just pick a niche category and they upload it um <coughs> they upload it when there's no competition or what would be funnier is if i really took the mic and designed a book in less than an hour
2: yeah.
1: didn't put any words in the book bar the word blank page and then tried to get a blank book to number one in amazon using the techniques that i'd learned um so we did that and it went better than we thought really we got it to number one within 24 hours Um, But then Amazon used the icon for our book as the hot release of the day and the icon for the full business section. So it was on the front page of Amazon. So um, a little joke that we thought wouldn't it be funny if we could get it to number one turned into like quite a big joke. And um, then we put it all together for a YouTube episode. And then a few news um, outlets in Australia and America saw that uh, video got in touch and then um, so we did a few interviews in Australia um, and then we got Amazon got asked for a, to make a comment and then that's when the book got pulled so the book then got banned after two weeks of being on the list yeah. so we, we are officially an Amazon bestseller but we're now a banned Amazon bestseller so <laughs> and now if I wanted to if I was a bad guy I could put that on my profile now on social media and I could now advertise myself as an Amazon bestselling author yeah. when yeah. really there's probably about a hundred words in the entire thing. It's yeah. ridiculous. But it just yeah. goes to show how easy it is. And it almost, it, it mocks the sort of validity of that claim that you know, you've know you done anything of notes or you're a best-selling author. It's a bit of a joke. We only sold 49 copies.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I uh, saw, I might be making stuff up, but I think it's on your LinkedIn or something like that. But you, your description is something like uh, uh, making jokes about the description of your linkedin so for example like yeah. band, uh, amazon bestseller and other stuff like that
1: yeah so everything the whole um, online sort of persona really started as a parody of yeah
2: exactly. you, so
1: it was always i was a i was the uk's number one demotivational speaker so right, i used totally. to just basically yeah, like pick number one in whatever category because that's what everyone does. Like I'm the number one wealth manager, I'm the number one yeah. leadership guru. It's just like, what's that based on? So at first, I used to just post like that, and then I used to give bad business advice. That's how this character started. It was just like I was like a bad, sort of a bad guru, bad business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guru. And then it, it started off as a joke, but then as I started uh, going deeper and deeper, I realised it's quite a, a serious. Like you mentioned before, it's it's a, quite a serious topic when you start feeling away the layers and you realize Indeed. that there's people, the people that are going into debt, people that are vulnerable. Um, unfortunately, someone that went to um, an event, I interviewed yeah. a guy who is uh, a, entrepreneur yeah. in my I know, yeah. The guy's recently committed suicide. Yeah. Getting into debt and and it's like, it's a serious tone and it's a serious thing where people are really believing that they're being told by the guru and and handing over money and then they're not getting what they expect, they get into financial difficulty. So, Something that started off as a sort of funny observation has turned into almost like a bit of a serious crusade now, I suppose.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And also, because I've been following you now, I can't remember, it's it's, it's a while at least. Uh, also, people you, you initially like looked up to, like the good guys, so to speak. Same thing there. we see crack, cracks in the facade as well, uh, which is a bit disappointing. Some people coming to to the UK
1: very soon, etc. So, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, well, I mean, if you're talking about Gary. Yeah, yeah. As an example, yes. Yeah, so it's like even that. Um, I was never a Gary Vee fan before I met him. I wasn't. I didn't hate him either. He was just a, a guy that spoke a lot on the internet. Like yeah, but um, yeah. So he made a big thing when I met him, saying that he wanted to work with us. Um, he agreed that the entrepreneurs aren't very nice people, and he didn't want to be associated with them people. Uh, yet he still does events with these people. He's the main ticket to draw you in. But you have to sit through two days of people selling you stuff before you get to see Gary B. And I think, I mean, I don't know. Would I do it if someone was offering me like 100 grand or 200 grand to score? I I can't say no, because no one's ever offered me that money. But I don't, you can't be that anti something and then go and do it in my mind. I I don't think he really gets it, but um, he'll justify it however he feels he has to justify it. He might think that he's not the same as them, but... You don't mind sharing a stage with people that you've seen to have a problem with. It seems a bit strange to me. It doesn't sit right with me. Whether it's right or wrong isn't my just isn't my choice, but yeah. you know, I wouldn't personally do it, but I've never been in that position. Who say? I might, you know, I might do it if I was in that position. I've never been in that position. But to me, he's not someone that necessarily needs to be flying around the world and you know, talking at these events with people he, he kind of says he doesn't want to work with and he wants us to expose.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, that, that
1: was interesting. Sense. It was interesting meeting him though. Because like, yeah, he's of the hero to some people.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I remember we, we had uh, one of, of the examples of uh, social learning books that we went through and Sean yeah. was crushing it. Uh, where he's sharing some tangible things, but then uh, many people are just chewing the same content over and over in different cha- changing ways. Yeah. So I think that's one way how uh, you, if you work with lots of people like you are doing, having a podcast, having different angles, not only yourself and your views yeah. the whole time, that's how we can refresh things and also reacting to things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Charlie, what, what have you picked up on, on you? YouTube? Because you are very much a YouTube consumer. Uh, and, about and, what? Any, any funny things which is linked to what we talk about at the moment, people who are teaching things and maybe not living what they teach. Without maybe naming and well, blaming,
0: without naming, name them. <laughs> name them oh, yeah, go for it. Well, uh, well to be honest, uh, I I I can't really name them. I have like pictures in my head, but I can't remember one that I really can remember is Ty Lopez. I oh, yeah. uh, I generally think he's probably uh, quite good, but I don't think <laughs> I think he's a bit overrated. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, Ty Lopez. All these kind of, gurus of worst, and stuff are, you seen Dan underrated.
1: Have you seen Dan Lok? He's one of my favorites. Really. Oh, yeah,
0: Dan Lok, yeah. He's not
1: my, yeah, he's not my favorite because I think he's good. He, he's my, one of my favorites because I think he's funny. Like, yeah, his marketing, yeah, I mean funny, it's almost yeah. like, I like to think we're all a bit more wise to it now. You know, we kind of know, it is a bit cringy, it is a bit flashy, it is a bit over the top.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, so he kind of embraces it. But really, what are they selling? They're just selling free advice. You can get all that advice from books. You know or you can get it all on youtube yeah they're just they're just making it easy to for you to sort of i don't know they're they're spoon feeding you uh, content that's out there already and people will pay a premium for that so sometimes i think you know who's who's to blame really if you're silly enough to spend 12 grand for someone to basically read a book to you which you can buy for 12 pounds more for you really some sometimes i think that then other times I think like, they should make out they've got some secret formula teach you stuff that's unethical, you know? So I'm too old for YouTube. Um, my kids love YouTube, but um, sometimes I think I can't believe I'm on there trying to uh, do YouTube videos and the thumbnails. It's a, it's a young person's game, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I think it's a bit of a mix of everything now, especially we had um, uh, an up-and-coming uh, TikTok story on podcast recently. It was our first podcast. <laughs> Same thing there. That's just been completely crazy the last few months, just going uh, fast with uh, the number of users, and they're pretty much highest on all the app download lists and so on and so forth. But we're, we're,
1: not, we're not there, really. No. That's,
2: a, that's another one, which is for super young, uh,
1: because it's so easy yeah. just to consume it. Gary Vee's on TikTok now. Well, you know what? The television's going to die eventually, isn't it? Yeah. Conventional TV. like YouTube is going to become TV for people. My kids only watch YouTube, really. Yeah. When I think being on TV is not, you know. I mean, look at KSI and Logan Paul's boxing of the day. That's probably going to be the most viewed event, a uh, boxing event this year, hands down, easily. Yeah. And they're not even boxers; they were headlining the show, sold out the arena. They probably made more money than any of the boxers this year. Yeah, yeah, and it's, I've heard someone
0: else say that too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but these, like, these are the celebrities. These are who's got your attention. These are who's. You know, being in films now, movies, and on TV, you're not as well known as some of these YouTubers. It's crazy.
2: Yeah, true, true.
1: Yeah, uh, especially with with the
2: following. Uh, we've been trying to catch. We've been down to Brighton a few times to try to catch uh, uh, Pewdiepie in the act, but we've failed so far. Uh, yeah. <laughs> have we? No, we were doing we were yeah. doing our, own, we, we do our own movie style there, but uh, it's interesting to see how people can really grow a brand uh, hugely, and same with yourself. I mean, uh, the the brand you had when you were in business, uh, compared to the brand you have now when you're in a different business, is is very different with the flow of following. Uh, so I think humor, humor, and entertainment is important.
1: Yeah, well, we used to, I used to sound and post in a very similar way, but obviously, you're a bit more restricted in what you can and can't say when you're obviously either in a job or you work for a company or you've got a brand to protect. Where I'm lucky in the sense now that. My brand's really like the anti-guru, so you can't really say much wrong, you know. You know, if you say something, <laughs> a out there, you can always, so, um, it's quite uh, liberating to be in this position in many ways. Uh, the only problem is that if I go back to doing a legitimate business and wanting real customers, I want to charge them for yeah. a real product or service. Um, I've just built a crowd of sceptical people that don't want to spend money so <laughs> I've built the, the worst crowd to sell to so when I, when the money runs out and I have to go back to work properly yeah. I'll probably have to start again and go back and be sensible and build a yeah. crowd all over yeah. again So
2: yeah. let, let, let's hope you got some super fast will buy your second book
1: Yeah, oh, I know yeah <laughs> Say how to get a band Amazon bestseller, that's the next one.
2: Yeah, surely you got a book
0: coming up. Is that a serious book or not a serious book? It's a serious book. It's a serious book. Yeah. Do you like what it's all about? Uh, the title is How to Make Money as a Teenager. And there is, uh, it's both brief and uh, diving a bit more into certain things. It's basically just uh, a great guide, a very visualized guide from like a teenager's perspective on how a teenager can make money, basically.
2: So yeah, it's a book, but it's also lots and lots of videos because, like we both know, or all three of us know, that people have got the attention span, which is just a few seconds. It's hard to get someone to actually finish a book at all at that age. Thanks. Yeah, no,
1: that's that, that, that's quite a good
2: idea for a book. Really good. Yeah. Uh, so, if you were a teenager and you would like to make some money, what kind of ideas would you come up with, knowing what you know now, in
1: today's market? Oh, good question. Teenagers today and how to make some money. What do you know? Do you know what I, I think I'd do? I think I would like focus on what you know, so you know teenagers and I would actually start vlogging or starting a YouTube channel and building your personal brand. Yeah. But I would start local first, so you were like the go-to person for, uh, whether it be entertainment in your like local city or your county or where you are. I'd do that really um, if it was if you wanted to like build just your personal brand and like, your social media side of things. But in terms of a real business, probably set up an online business yeah um mm, good question hold on one second let me ask someone in yeah go for it yeah yeah i've got, I've got um, the, the brains is, is in the corner here let go for it and you were going to do a, set up a business now what would you do you know what you know now i'd probably do something with long, con- it like it yeah. yeah it's been a long time since i've seen is i'd definitely do something with content yeah and i'd definitely do something with If you build it once you can sell it many times so and that's just from experience that's what's worked well for us um subscription-based membership like that kind of thing um something where you own the ip i suppose but what that would actually be i'm not sure you need to really catch a wave i suppose gaming's big we could probably do something on gaming whether it be i don't know
0: i don't know what what ideas have you what's
1: What do you think is the best one that you've got in your book what would you say is the best uh, money making uh
0: about making money yeah uh probably yeah. everything linked to social media like you're saying i really think that my favorite style of making money which i'm which i really want to be successful at is uh, basically building your personal brand on social media and then after that selling uh, Selling uh, products, I think that is very fun. Like selling merch, for example, or
1: yeah, uh, yeah.
0: other stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, everything linked to uh, sponsorships and uh, ad revenue from YouTube and stuff like that, I think is interesting.
1: Yeah, we um we struggle a little bit with the ad revenue on YouTube. Um, yeah. Because the people that use the same tags as us, so we might do a video on why you shouldn't why you shouldn't sign up to affiliate marketing. Yeah. Then and we might get say 20,000 views or 30,000 views or 50,000 views on that video. But then because YouTube assigns you adverts based on your keywords, we get loads of adverts for people doing affiliate marketing courses. So we've got the exact opposite of the adverts that appeals to our audience. So no no one ever clicks on the ads, no one ever signs up. So we we hardly make any money from YouTube. We had one video that made $2,000 in a week on YouTube and that's our highest video we have ever had.
2: Yeah.
1: and then that video got taken down off YouTube, and we've not made any money off that video, so. <laughs> mm, Sorry for laughing, <laughs> <feel> <laughs> the, only, the only problem I see with, say, YouTube, or and this is the thing you were saying about social medias, and this is what I don't like about it, but this is with an old head on it, you're, you're playing by somebody else's rules. So if YouTube True. decide tomorrow that they're going to half add revenue, you might be on 10000 a month. Then yeah. also, And you can't control that, but when it's your own business, your own product and your own, and you distribute it yourself, you've got far more control over how much you earn. And that's what I don't like about YouTube. Like we can put out the best video ever tomorrow and there's no rhyme or reason whether that's going to make $10,000 or if it's going to make $10. Whereas if you put out the best product ever and you own it, then you can say, well, we know we can sell that to these people for X amount. So... That's what I don't like about YouTube revenue and yeah. any of these sort of passive income things. It's like, it's so Amazon, Amazon, want to have. if you've got a drop shipping business or a fulfilled by Amazon business, Amazon tell you it's 5% commission today. They can just put it down to 1% tomorrow and there's yeah. nothing you can do about it.
2: Yeah.
1: And that's what I don't like about that. If
2: yeah. you know, that's, see what that, I mean. that's,
1: one thing. that's why I like to actually own the thing myself. Yeah, I got
2: uh, my closest neighbor in in London. He, his name is Ryan Taylor. He's famous slash infamous for uh, entering places with his uh, BMX bike, uh, cycling on roofs, uh, doing stunts, etc. So he has had multiple uh, times where he has where his semi illegal uh, attempts and and stunts have been taken down on, by YouTube with like a one million uh, followers. He's migrating to other things as well. Because, uh, yeah. YouTube's sorry controlling. Yeah. Have you found any policing by LinkedIn yet? Have I do sorry. Found, found any policing whatsoever from LinkedIn? I haven't.
1: Oh, so I, get, um, I get banned and stuff you can't search on LinkedIn all the time. I have posts moved all the time, so. Okay. Yes, yeah, um, yeah, so I, I get stuff like that all the time. Um, <laughs> which I find, it's a strange concept, really, because I asked this question on Friday. Who decides whether a post is a good or a bad post, or should is offensive or isn't offensive? It's how. Yeah. I find it mad that someone makes that decision, but surely you should let the numbers speak for themselves, really. But no, I got a post removed on Friday, so it's. Uh, I, I, I don't like it as a site. I think I think there's an opportunity to build a better business site than LinkedIn. I think they've um they're trying to squeeze too much money from people, and the service and the product that you get from them when it's not worth it, in my mind. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? Do you like it as a platform? uh i mean it it has changed
2: the last few years where where video has become much more uh predominant uh you can still get a good reach with video for sure uh so that's that's on the good side but they they feel more and more commercial more money driven than than ever it's like it's kind of like it's going towards facebook now isn't it it feels like exactly yeah the half step behind facebook and facebook is is stealing ideas from other ones and and then you just they, they become very similar, just like uh, Instagram and Insta Stories, which I haven't used, but you're using Insta a bit more.
0: Yeah, and uh, consuming in Instagram, I think, is uh, also for me. In uh, YouTube and Instagram are like uh, two leading social media. Yeah, by his data use, I can agree with that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> have you got have you got a mobile phone, haven't you? You must have. Yeah, yeah. my I, I'm worried now when my, I've got an eight-year-old boy, and I'm worried about when he starts asking for mobile. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wanna keep him off it for as long as possible. Yeah, good luck. That's a good idea actually. <laughs> Can you remember when you got the phone
0: first time? Must have been like nine or ten, I guess.
2: <sighs> okay, yeah. Time flies. Yeah. I good one.
0: Five, I think it
2: is. <laughs> <laughs> right, so uh we have got a new decade coming up, I've heard. Twenty twenty. Yeah. Uh, Have you got any ideas? I've seen what you put out with radio plans and so on, but for people who don't know who you are, what's uh, the the big uh, mic game for next decade? Or at least the start of it. Um, So
1: uh, hopefully um, this, what we're doing now, um, sparks some sort of change in the industry where, you know, for manipulative marketing in the get-rich-quick space. Yeah. Um, regulation changes in terms of how, what can be said and what happens at these events. Um, I'd like that in terms of a sort of uh, a legacy piece from what we've done um, and then from a, a purely selfish point of view, I'd like a big network to buy the whole entrepreneur series to pay me a lot of money for doing it Yeah,
2: yeah. And, um,
1: and then it turned into a, a series but I wouldn't necessarily want to be in that. So yeah. that's the, the dream scenario and then um, I, I think we've got another big business in me. So I think me and Ian will set up another proper business. non might win it uh, related and yeah, yeah. Um, make some good money from all the lessons that we've learned from this.
2: Good one. Perfect.
1: About knowing specifics, I don't know what that'll look like yet, but I think we've learned a lot here to help other people get seen on social media, get seen um, their brand recognized. We've got the skills to animate stuff, film stuff, edit stuff. So, We've got a lot of skill set. We're just sort of using it for our own work. I think we should start offering that to other people.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, same with uh, yeah. Some of the other big brands and names we mentioned as well during the show—they uh, very much built a huge uh, ad campaign and, and business on on the back of their own social as well. So yeah, like Gary Vee for example is is all over the world yeah. at the moment with his so own agency. So yeah, I can see what you mean. Yeah. Good one, Sean. Uh, we've got. Uh, a famous guy from a town which you haven't even heard about in England. What else would you be are By the way, we're in Sweden today. Is that, uh, is that where you live? Uh, I live in London. He
1: lives here. He used to live in
2: London, London. until the other year, so yeah.
1: Uh, where I'm from, uh, our most famous landmark is IKEA. So everybody, when you say you're from Warrington, they say, oh, IKEA, because you can see it from <laughs> the motorway. So <laughs> everyone comes to Warrington with a flat pack furniture. Yeah, um,
2: that's good. <laughs> No, well, that's good. I haven't been to IKEA for, for a, week. Have IKEA a, IKEA a week, a week now. Yeah, we have IKEA, yeah. It's very much like uh, it's in the UK and most other countries. We've got good communication link hubs, not too expensive land. That's usually where they've ended up at quite good time. Yeah. So that's good. Uh, Right, so if I can help out in any way or shape or form in terms of your next new business idea, uh, give me a nudge. I hope to have an offline chat about that. Uh, If people like to follow you on social,
1: uh, where is the best place to find you? The best place is YouTube. So YouTube and Mike Winnett, W-I-N-N-E-T. And Uh, subscribe there. Our target is to get 30,000 subscribers this year. We are 4,500 short, so... Yeah, we are happy to help out on that thing. one.
2: Uh, sure would should people uh, follow you on LinkedIn or or which I can ones do, but I
1: swear I swear a lot on there, and I'm a bit uh, unprofessional. So if you can cope with a few swear words and a guy with tattoos talking yeah. nonsense, follow me on LinkedIn too.
2: Yeah, th- th- those two things work for me at least. So yeah, uh, happy to recommend following Mike for some seriousness and a, a good laugh. Uh, so enjoy that. So, uh, without further ado, Charles would like to say thank you very much
0: for the podcast. Thank you very much for the podcast. (laughs) Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Awesome to have you. Yeah, awesome.